cold, cold world. Yeah. Let me take y'all back, man. As I do so well. What and nothing like that, man. It wasn't nothing like that first time She was in my math class Long hair, brown skin with a fat ass Sat beside me, used to laugh, had mad jokes The teacher always got mad, so we passed notes And we're back This is Dump on the Ump Season 4, episode 20 Good old 420 Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen my name is Joel. With me tonight are Sam and Eli. Fellas, how you doing? Hey, Joel. What's going on? Hey, Joel. Good to be here, per usual. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening on all your mobile devices. You can check us out on SoundCloud.com. You can check us out on Apple iTunes. Rate and review us. Follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. Check out our Facebook page, Dump on the Ump. And visit us at wordpress.dumponthump.com. Ladies and gentlemen, ostensibly this is a baseball podcast, but we talk about a lot of shit. If you listened to last week's episode, Is Ichiro Suzuki a Snitch? Is LeBron James a Whiner? Uh, we have a lot of good stuff on that episode, so check us out. Um, thanks very much for everybody who listened last week. Thank you. Here's something that I did not expect. Our number one town to listen to us last week was the little town of North Clarendon, Vermont. Yeah, represent. <laughs> I just, I feel like... There's someone living in the basement in the woods in Vermont, binge listening to Dump on the Ump episodes, going back 23 different episodes. About time. Right. I like to think that our podcast is being used in like a cult deprogramming center, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, they kidnap cult family members and, like, lock them in a basement in Vermont and play our podcast to them until they regain sanity. Sam, that's, that's, what I think, that's what I think is happening. Sam, that's the second week in a row you've brought up cults unprompted. I think <laughs> you've got something on your mind. <clears throat> well, you know, uh, I, so what? So I want to start a cult. I don't care. Can we... Can we start a baseball cult? <clears throat> yeah, we talked about this last week, actually, starting yeah. a cult. Yeah, but we didn't talk about how to actually incorporate the sport of baseball into a cult. Yeah. Yep. Well, we could, like, get, you know, a sort of algorithm together where we predict the future, the end of the world, based on baseball statistics, you know? Oh, I would be really excited about that. Yeah, it's like Moneyball, except for it's like Doomsday Ball, you right. know? Right, Demonolo- <laughs> uh, not demonology, numerology plus Moneyball equals right. a new cult. I love it. Maybe some <clears throat> demonology in there also. Right. I'm actually pretty sure that transcendentalism and baseball are closely connected, aren't they? 
Probably. Yeah. I just I've been watching watching that cult documentary. That's the thing. Yeah, That's about what the Rajneeshis. If you guys want to hear more about our thoughts on the Rajneeshis and uh, the violent, violent history of Oregon, check out last week's episode. We talk about it for a long time. <laughs> Once again, this is ostensibly a baseball podcast, but we talk about a lot of different shit. Including cults. Including cults and violence. Mm. Other cities who listened to us last week, who I want to give some shout-outs to. Graysonville, Maryland. Represent... Home the Fighting Graysons. Probably. You'd think so. Yeah. Uh, Bushkill, PA. Bushkill. Bushkill, which I think I would have made more fun of had I not lived in upstate New York for a while, where everything is... Something, something, kill. Oh, yeah. Fish kill. Uh, Bush kill is the home birthplace of Bush Gardens, actually. Are you making that up? Little known fun fact, yeah. I think you're making that up. I don't believe you. I don't believe you at all. <laughs> I think that, that there's a dump on the um, fact check. That, that, yeah. I don't believe you. <laughs> San Jose, California, the first city on our list that I actually recognize. Go Sharks. Oh, if you listened to last week, you can hear our great plans for our Sharks versus Jets uh, Western Conference story musical on ice. I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to, to advertise our past episode because we had lots right. of good ideas, uh, including a musical on ice. What are you drinking there, Sammy? Scotch. Uh, I should go get it. Yeah. Number five, Crete, France. Bonjour. Yeah, Joel speaks French. Almost. Say something dirty in French, Joel. Uh, no. <laughs> I can't think of anything. The dirtiest thing I can think of, don't put me on the spotlight like that. The dirtiest thing I can think of is tout toi, which just means shut up. I don't know any duty. Right. (laughs) Um, Number six, Jamestown, New York. Number seven, Frankfurt an der Udel, Germany. So, France and Germany. What does that mean? Joel speaks German. Yeah, that means Frankfurt. Joel speaks something dirty in German. Scheiße. (laughs) (laughs) Scheiße. Scheiße. German is more fun to say dirty things in than French. French. <laughs> you really got that edge to it. <laughs> there you go. Hey. I'm echoing again. Uh, Champaign, Illinois, that's me. Well, well-born United Kingdom. I'm just, I'm just impressed that, you know, usually we get a little smattering of international listeners each week, but last yep. week we got France, Germany, and the UK all in our top ten. Hmm. Yeah, very, touching on in Europe. Yeah, that's Western the Europe. Uh, that's like the Brexit belt oh, they call that it. That is the Brexit belt, and you know why they're listening. Because they're getting... Because they want to ignore something else going on over there? No, because they're fucking getting ready for the World Cup. 
Yeah, well, or they're the Rajanishis that or still they, exist. Or they're the Rajanishis. <laughs> in, in Europe, which yeah. I think is where they still are. Yeah. No, no, we're going to have to talk about the World Cup at some point. Maybe not this week. Uh, ugh. I hate soccer, you guys. The Quidditch uh, World Cup? No, the World... Y- y- yeah, no, we're only talking about the Quidditch World Cup. <laughs> in the Quidditch corner. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that's really why the United Kingdom, France, and Germany are tuning in to Dump on the Yump podcast <laughs> to get our hot takes on... <laughs> the Quidditch finals. Do they have European Quidditch? They must, oh, right? Sure. They must. It's yeah. a European sport. I thought it was. A, it's a magic sport, so it's got to be a European sport, right? Yeah, Harry Potter took place in Europe. You know. So yeah, right, yeah. But they're all going <clears> to <throat> lose to Corpus Christi College in Texas. <laughs> right. Wouldn't Wouldn't that be a hilarious episode of Harry Potter if it's they just gave a bunch of magic brooms to the University of Alabama Crimson Tide, and they just like demolished Hogwarts and Quidditch. <laughs> the SEC comes to Europe. Yeah. <laughs> but anyone can fly these things. <laughs> yeah. Well, who is the coach for? For Alabama, the football team, yeah, Saban. Saban. Like Nick Saban becomes like a Quidditch coach. He like quits coaching college football to coach college Quidditch. <laughs> like the winningest college Quidditch coach of all time. Good. Dynasty after dynasty. Yeah. It's like it used to be Madam Hooch, but then it's yeah. now it's Nick Saban. There's a huge NCAA scandal of them paying their Quidditch players. Right. It's They're like <laughs> illegally recruiting players out of Romania. <laughs> Anything to win. Yeah, at all costs. Uh, Just wait till they bring steroids to Quidditch. Oh, magic steroids? You uh, magic steroids. Yeah. Didn't they do that? Wasn't that one of the plot lines of actual Harry Potter? Juice in your broom. Right. We'll just put rocket fuel. Also an autoerotic sex act. (laughs) I don't know how to say that in German, so... (laughs) (laughs) No, but you can see it like the bludgers. Yeah. I think they're called the beaters. Yeah. They're supposed to be these big, gruff guys. You can see them juicing up on magic steroids before the game. Uh, we talked about Robinson Cano last last uh, last week. Talk about oh, Eli is shaking his head in shame. For shame, for shame. <laughs> but you know, you could have that one uh, that one beater who's just trying to get that competitive edge on his on the competition by taking illegal smoked toad legs or salamander eyes. <laughs> Heart of Newt. Uh, uh, So did did you guys talk about the timing of that suspension last week? We talked about the timing with Ichiro getting the uh, the office job. Not about the broken hand. You're talking about his injury. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. We speculated that Ichiro like switched from a player position to a front office position and immediately and snitched on Ron Robinson Cano. Yeah. That's awesome. Like he used that information as leverage to get his job in the front office. <laughs> right. But there's not there was another thing about the timing that was a Real. little bit more realistic. <laughs> Which was this broken hand. Yeah, he broke his hand and then like less than 20. And they're like, oh, he's going to be out for like 80 games. Yeah, 80 games. And then they come out and they're like, oh, by the way, he also did a bunch of steroids. He's suspended for 60 games. Just seemed a little too convenient, if you ask me. Right, right. Also, I, I... I think I read this, but I did. It just didn't sound true. But maybe you guys know. I thought that I read that he wouldn't be qualified to play in the postseason hmm. if they make, or even if he comes back. They I read that postseason. also. I didn't know that was a thing. I, I also read that. Yeah. Why? Part so, of his suspension. Level of suspension, I guess, yeah. he disqualifies you from that year of post-play. Huh. I, unless I read it wrong, but if you read it too... Yeah, I read it too, and I was, I was going to ask it. about that, because I had not heard of that before. It seems really weird that they let you come back, but then they don't let you play in the postseason. Yes. Like, yeah. why just suspend someone throughout the rest of the season? Right. Yeah, why would you come back for the last 30 games of the season? I mean, you should if you yeah. can hit, if you can help your team win. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's basically, and we talked a little bit last week about Robinson Cano and him being a borderline Hall of Fame player right now, and the possibility that in his twilight years he was using PEDs to elevate himself just past that cusp, try to get one, two, three more years of high-quality play, and that there exists this huge incentive for players to do that, players of kind of Robinson Cano's quality. That made me think that there are probably a lot more players who are still taking PEDs right now that we're not aware of, of whom I would put Dump on the Ump All-Star Bartolo Colon on that list. I know. I feel like Bartolo Colon did get caught doing taking steroids yeah. and served the suspension, didn't he? I thought so. I, let me Google that because I think you're absolutely right. And right. Yeah, Bartolo like, Colon is doing steroids. He's really bad at it. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> he, he looks like he looks like someone who's not doing steroids. <laughs> He's like doing steroids, but not working out at all. And he's like, "Why isn't this working? I don't understand." It's like they just I uh, eat fried chicken and I eat steroids, and they cancel each other out, right? <laughs> donuts, lots of donuts. Um, yeah, and also just to clarify, doing steroids does not in any way impede your ability to get into the dump in the ump, dump on the ump hall of fame. 
That is of course. Here, right, here. Right, right. That's not a that's not a game changer. That's right. not a yeah. Well, and that was my follow up question because I actually watched on Sunday night baseball this week this rather hilariously awkward exchange be, uh, between A-Rod and the other announcers where they were asking A-Rod what he thought about Robin Cano's suspension. And A-Rod kind of went through a really terribly awkward, fake pened- penitence shtick about how terrible it was and the long crawl back from the shame of being suspended for steroid use. But correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think anyone is doubting that A-Rod's going to get into the Hall of Fame. I don't know. I am. Yeah. I mean... I want to know more, Joel, why you subject yourself to such agony as to having to listen to A-Rod every Sunday. (laughs) Maybe I should change or just turn mute him. I kind of, you know, it's partially masochistic. Partially it's hilarious. (laughs) When he just starts saying dumb shit. <laughs> well, I looked at that game for about ten minutes this past Sunday, and I I, I thought I just I don't even remember it was play- Houston so Houston Cleveland right yeah it was Houston Cleveland oh not about the game I'm sure the game was fine it was yeah. <laughs> listening to A Rod's voice <laughs> <laughs> condescending the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's terrible. But then, why would I have? I would have nothing else to contribute to this podcast other than talking about. <laughs> if you hadn't watched A Rod, you would have nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but do you guys remember when he finally admitted to having used PEDs, and his apology was? something he wrote on, like, a bar napkin that then he took a picture of and tweeted out to the world. I mean, it was, like, the biggest fuck you, I don't care sort of thing you could possibly see from a professional athlete trying to lie to his fan base for months. Or, like, drunkard's remorse. (laughs) (laughs) Deep in the bottle. Yeah, like I should just tell everyone. (laughs) I should just tell everyone right now. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how he got the job with ESPN. He is terrible at announcing. Well, first he worked for Fox. Like, that's the progression. It's like, first you work for Fox, because they'll hire anybody. Anyone can get a job at Fox in the baseball commentating department. And then, once you do Fox for a year, then ESPN will hire you. That's the deal. Because they're a bunch of idiots who are like, well, it works for Fox, so it must work right. for us, too. Well, you're on the same network as, like, the greats, like, uh, you know, Bill O'Reilly. And yeah. they're like, well, in comparison to Bill O'Reilly, <laughs> A-Rod doesn't look that bad. You know what I mean? Right. yeah. <clears throat> and so, and then, and then so they hire him, which is fair. Totally. <sighs> okay. Something I watched, some two things I learned on baseball this week, which I thought was very strange. One, you can if you're going for a bunt and you bunt foul on the third strike, you're out. Correct. 
Yeah. I did not know that. That was weird huh. watching that for the first time. Yeah, the reason you never see it is because typically no one ever does. if you have these drags <laughs> on you, you don't bun. You don't bun. It was a picture. It was a picture. Uh, the other thing that I had not seen before, that I actually saw twice this week, was the ball getting stuck beneath the outfield wall. And the outfielder raises two hands over his head, and it immediately stops play, and it's a ground rule double. But yeah, it's if like the, Little League. Style. Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. Every every field has their like own field specific rules. Like in Wrigley, there's the ivy. <clears throat> like the ball gets stuck behind the ivy oh, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, in Tampa Bay, they're really uh, they're like really low hanging light uh, fixtures. Catwalks too. Catwalks. Oh, I, I know about the catwalks. You hit the ball really high, like you can get a double hitting just a really high pop up if it hits the catwalk. Oh. Um, and there's like a lot of, uh, I feel like that, like especially the old ballparks or the like. I feel like all the ball all the ballparks have these like weird yeah. quirky places where somehow the ball can get stuck. And yeah. when it does, it's a double. Yeah. Like, it's just unilaterally across. There's not no such thing as a ground rule single. You know what right. I mean? Right. It's there, are, there are instances in which it's a ground rule double or a triple to the discretion of the umpire. Oh, when would they call it a triple? That Because one of these instances <clears throat> where the outfielder put his hands up, the guy was going to get a triple. And he had to come back. And did they give it to him? Oh, no, he, they, he came they, back to second. They only gave him a double. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's one of the quirky things about baseball. And if you look in the in the lower leagues, you know, like Triple A, Double A, especially Single A, where you have these ballparks that are essentially, you know, um, step above a high school baseball field. Oh yeah. They they meet the coaches and the umpires all meet before the game while the home team is warming up. And it's the home team's coach responsibility to explain to the umpires and the <laughs> what the rule what the ground rules are. So they're like, Yeah, you see that fence in left field? Well it kinda comes up a foot over there. If it, you know, the ball can definitely go underneath there. So <laughs> Games, you'll see all the coaches standing behind home plate, like pointing to different parts of the park, and that's what they're talking about. Oh man, that makes me want to watch more minor league baseball. <laughs> <laughs> what if you had back to your other point on the bunting, Joel? I just did want to note that if you're pitchers, I, there's definitely an exception to this rule, but batter. You're a major league baseball batter, and you choose to bunt with two strikes on you, uh, and you don't deliver. You should expect to get a pink slip the next day, sending you back down to farm league baseball. Interesting. Like that—that's like a cardinal rule of baseball. Is like if you have the balls to try and put down a bunt with two strikes on you, you better hope to God you don't foul. <laughs> 
Yeah, you gotta, you'll get benched at the very least. Yeah, that was the first time I'd ever seen that happen. But it doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. Um, so Mookie Betts just hit his 16th home run of the Major League season. Is that correct? Huzzah! Yeah. And so he is now number one in MLB in home runs, uh, just ahead of J.D. Martinez, who's number two, right? Teammate J.D. Martinez. Teammate J.D. Martinez, who is number two. So, I mean, yeah. so, I, mean I don't know what you guys are going to say, but would you take Betts and Martinez or Stanton and Judge? Nobody would take Stanton and Judge just because they're fucking terrible human beings. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know this podcast was called Dump on the Ump, Land of Stupid Questions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is now. <laughs> it was a bad, bad joke, Joel. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, so, I mean, that should still be the best hitter in, a- in the AL right now, right? Yeah, he's leading uh, yeah. all of the offenses. He's leading almost every single offensive category. Uh, as are the Red Sox as a team, it should be noted. Although they're not leading in home runs. Right. But they're not, like, at the back of the pack in home runs. No. And it's been, they're actually in a really impressive place considering they did they did land dead last in the MLB last year for home runs. So right. that type of swing, because I think they're second. Um, and... Uh, Devers just hit another home run as I'm talking. Oh, sick. He's also on the fantasy baseball team. Nice. Yeah. I love that guy. So how but are you, it, how are you to your, to your, Oh, go ahead. And yeah. Joel. Yeah. Uh, it is um, nice as a Red Sox fan to see this duo left and right um, in the face of what every talking head and their cousin said leading up to this season, which was that the in New York. Um, now, if you turn on any sort of, and I suppose perhaps we do qualify as part of the talking head community, um, <laughs> J.D. Martinez is being talked about as the greatest season free agent pickup of any other player in the MLB. So, what do you guys think of that? I think talking heads always follow the crowd. They they just wait to hear what Alex Rodriguez has to say about something, and then they all say the exact same thing. I would also like to say that we are like not talking heads so much as talking like disembodied voices. You know? <laughs> yeah, you can't see my head. Yeah, you can't see me. <clears throat> If you could, you would be blown away by how handsome I am. <laughs> right, right. All of us. Yeah, this crew is too handsome to be talking heads. Yeah. <laughs> radio, but radio faces. I, I think that everybody from the beginning of the free agency last season was like the best fit for any team and player is J.D. Martinez for the Red Sox. Yeah. And that's what that was like always the speculation is like the Red Sox needed the power hitter the most. He was the best power hitter. He's a good fit for Boston. Uh, he's a righty in Fenway Park. 
uh, like every, like all of the stars were aligning. And I think that the biggest surprise about that signing in the off season, this past season was that it took so long to come together. Uh, so I don't think that people are like really surprised, like that, that was the best signing. Right. Because they yeah. wanted the Stanton signing to be the best signing. Well, Stanton wasn't a free agent signing. Oh, you're right. right. Stanton was like an uh, offering yeah. of a, uh, you know, a worshiper at the altar of his, you know, chosen god, the New York Yankees. Yeah, yeah. Sacrificial. <clears throat> right. Oh, right. I feel like, do you guys watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. I have. Yeah. Do you know the whole story arc with what's his name and the real sadistic monster? The, um, the guy his getting, name's Stanton. The guy getting no, addicted off? No, but there's it's like a uh, reek, right? Yeah, 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 he gets his dick cut off. Right, he gets his dick cut <laughs> off and yeah. he gets like skinned alive and all of this shit. Yeah. I feel like that's, well, except for that it's sympathetic a little bit, but it's like, he is Derek Jeter. You know what oh, I mean? he's Derek Jeter. Wait, he's Derek Jeter or the sadistic right. guy? Right, and the Steinbrenner family is uh, uh, the bastard friend. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, hey, Reek, Jeter. <laughs> Go to Miami. Yeah, Derek Reek or whatever maybe they call him. Uh, I'm, I'm going to chop your dick off and then I'm going to own you for the rest of your life. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And now he has so, to do whatever he can't. He can't, but not do their will. Right. Gotcha. That makes sense. Even if it tortures him to do things. Right. All I'm saying is Derek Jeter had his dick cut off at some point. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go on the record saying that. <laughs> You're on the record. On the record. Dickless Derek Jeter. This is a <sighs> family podcast. Um, I see what you're saying. So how can the Yankees keep winning? If the Red Sox have better offense and better the pitching. The Yankees are actually scoring more runs per game. The Yankees are actually scoring more runs per game. Okay. Right. Which is a testament uh, to the Red Sox pitching. Yeah. And the Red Sox have played – the Yankees have been home more. Uh-huh. Like the Red Sox have played – the Red Sox are in a good position because the second half of their season, they are going to be playing most of their – or not most, but a majority of their games at home. Right. Because uh. as, as you know, I guess I'm not impartial. I hate the Yankees, but I'm not a Red Sox fan. Looking at their rosters, I would say they both have the capacity for great offense, but Boston's huge advantage ought to be the pitching staff. Right. Is, is that manifesting itself yet? And the fact that their sig- sig- symbol is not the flayed man, you know? And that their symbol <laughs> is not the flayed man. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. That's. I mean, I'm looking at the American League. I still like the Astros um, for lots of reasons. Now, I would say Houston has an elite pitching staff. And the Red Sox have an elite pitching staff. I do not see the New York Yankees as having an elite pitching staff. I mean, whenever they trot Tanaka out there, he wins. He's like six and one with like a five point something ERA. 
Yeah, the problem the Red Sox have been having is with their bullpen. So that's a situation, like, if the Red Sox can get that nailed down, then they will kind of, uh, they might be unstoppable. How, how are they going to do that? What's the problem with their bullpen they have? They, they have a lot of talent there. They're just walking a lot of guys. A lot. Like, if they can, even if they can just cut back on their walks, then they will have an elite bullpen. Yeah, then they'll be, um, then they'll be have pretty much every angle of the game covered. Right. Um, and I, you know, I feel like they have the best position player and the best starting pitcher and the best reliever in the American League on their team. Right. Or like you could at least make that argument yeah. for for Mookie Betts and Chris Sale and Craig Kimbrell, like. Uh, which is like kind of all the faces of the game, basically. Right. That's a good point. I haven't actually. That surprises me. I have not seen um, Chris Sale advertised as much as I would expect, especially with Clayton Kershaw being hurt and not being good at baseball. All of a sudden, what? He has a few no decisions. Sale. His wins are not. His wins are not up this year. Because he has a couple no decisions. He's pitching right now, though, and winning. Who are they up against? He's four and one with a two point two five ERA and ninety three strikeouts. I mean, that's pretty good. Yep. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, how many starts does he have? Though, Sam, like seven. I'm not sure. Eight. So. Baltimore, but my big uh, Chicago White Sox news is that the White Sox took three out of four over the weekend against the Texas Rangers, making that their first, ending a five-series losing series streak, if that makes any sense. They had lost five consecutive series until this weekend before they beat uh, the Texas Rangers Took three out of four against Texas, and as of right now, are not the worst team in the American League. They are the second to worst. Right. Half a game ahead of the Kansas City Royals. So Hey-o. take that, Kansas City. They are playing and losing to Baltimore right now. They're down two nothing in the second. And the crazy thing has been all the hype about Manny Machado, and. It's very funny because both uh, Cubs fans and White Sox fans are absolutely certain that Manny Machado wants to come play for their team. Uh, for very, very different reasons, obviously. Now, Who I'm plays not... shortstop for the Cubs? Uh, is that Yavi Baez? Right. He's, he's kind of like a superstar in the making. Yeah, yeah. Baez is pretty good. He might be... I think he's a second baseman, though. Right. Could could they move Machado? Machado played most of his career at second at third base, but right. that's Chris Bryant play, plays there. Right. So they wouldn't want to do that. So they could move him around. Uh, I think yeah, he's at a point in his career where he could just DH. Machado? Yeah. He's twenty five, dude. <laughs> Well, he can't DH. What's the point? You can't DH for the Cubs. 
Um, he gave the age with the Cubs. Yeah. I doubt he wanted the age. Baez is listed as a second baseman here with Addison Russell at shortstop. So I wonder, is Machado more natural at second base or shortstop? Shortstop. Left, left so, side they, of the field so they would just bench Russell and put Machado at shortstop. And Baez play second. Well, can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Um, uh, for the, so this happened today. I was listening to the radio and I heard this conversation, which I hadn't heard before. Uh, but we have talked before in this podcast about sort of the intersection between business decisions and baseball decisions right. and how sometimes they don't really match up. <clears throat> um, so apparently Hanley Ramirez um, who is a slugger for the Red Sox is um, playing for an option, a $22 million option. If he um, has <coughs> 400 something odd at bats this season. Huh. And so if he reaches that many plate appearances, um, then he will get the $22 million option, which is good only for 2019. So that's $22 million that the Sox will have to play, pay him if he reaches that many at-bats. So there's a question being floated around in the Boston media market about whether or not the team, the organization, will bench him so that he doesn't reach that so that they can use that $22 million to, say, invest in their bullpen. But the issue is, is that he's having a really a pretty hot start and so like how do you how do you balance what's your approach there do you go baseball all out or do you think long term and try and protect your money i wonder at what point he would have some kind of grievance on his hand to say hey these guys are purposefully benching me just to deny me my $22 million. Right. I mean, unless which, they... Which they probably legally couldn't do, right? That's what I would guess. I have no idea. I'm sure that there are all sorts of loopholes that they could yeah. play through. I mean, you know, already the Red Sox have Mitch Moreland, right. Right. Martinez, right. and that's a lot of people yeah. who can play the role of number four and five in the lineup. So, Right. Well, also Dustin Pedroia comes back, which kind of puts uh, Nunez at play also. Right. So, you know, whether or not the organization says outright that that's what they're doing, they could certainly do that. (laughs) I think if they are in contention for a pennant, and a World Series, and they they play the best players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got next year. Yeah, I think that twenty two million dollars to keep Hanley Ramirez around for another year. Like, if he's playing well, then they're like twenty two million dollars for the Boston Red Sox is not a shitload of money. Right, that's what I was thinking. It's a decent amount of money. I mean, that's a good reliever there for two years. Right, right. But I think that I think that if they're like have a chance to take the World Series this year, they go for yeah, it. Yeah, 
they're not gonna like they're not gonna like franchise their World Series chances this year for a middle reliever for two years. Right. Definitely. It's interesting though that that comes into play. You know, it's like we've talked about in the past where like why is that even a consideration? You know, it yeah. shouldn't be. Well, I think that when. Chris Bryant came up to the majors. He was griping because he felt like everyone felt like he was ready to come up to the majors, but the Cubs waited for X amount of games just so they would have an extra year before arbitration kicked in. Mm -hmm. It was like a third of the season or something. Rather than bringing them up right after spring training, they brought them up a third of the way through the season, and that gave them an extra year before he was eligible for arbitration. And I feel like that... <clears throat> it's pretty sleazy. <laughs> well, right. It's kind of sleazy, but it's also like, how do you kind of prove that, you know? Yeah. I mean, they, they, I guess they brought him up directly after they could. Yeah. So this maybe. totally isn't coinciding with that amount of games that it just yeah. so happens to coincide with. Yeah. <laughs> just like the Robinson Cano fucking suspension. <laughs> coinciding with Ichiro moving to the front office. Exactly. I know. That's the it's real conspiracy, conspiracy theory. <laughs> That's the real conspiracy theory right there. Yeah. Eli, you wanted to ask us about something before the podcast started. Oh, sports betting. Okay, sports yeah. betting. Yeah. Yeah. So, as uh, probably a lot of you, our listeners, know, that the Supreme Court ruled that it was unconstitutional that states that don't currently allow sports betting, being betting on any sports inside your state, is unlawful. So, I think there are like four states right now where sports betting is allowed the Supreme Court decision essentially makes it allowed in all of the rest of the country. Can you name them? The four states? Yeah. yeah. I think it's Pennsylvania, Nevada, um, and then there's one really random one. I, I, can't, I don't know the other I two, but I think Pennsylvania and Nevada are two. Probably New Jersey, right? Oh, no, because New Jersey is the one suing to, to get it. Oh. Yeah, New Jersey yeah. brought it to the Supreme Court. Yeah. Um, um, so, anyways, that that decision was made just recently, and so now states are scrambling to implement it because it's a nice boost for revenue. The different states that don't have it, because you can assess a pretty hefty tax on that betting, um, which you know. <laughs> Whatever. We, right. we could talk ages about that part of it. Yeah, let's talk about taxing. But, let's, talk about, let's talk economics. Yes, I love it. No, but what the, what, so what's really interesting is that out of thin air, basically, uh, lobbyists for the MLB, the, NH, uh, the NFL, the NDA have just materialized in all of, all of the states saying that these leagues want what they're calling, and this is, I shit you not, an, a quote, integrity fee, end quote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's basically is like 1% on all of the, te all of the bets made go right. to those leagues. Right, yeah. 
But but what's so weird about it is that why would you call it an integrity fee? It's like <laughs> if they're not gonna get it, we're gonna take it off the tour. Yeah, being essentially just a middleman. That somehow the sport is gonna lose its integrity. Like they're not gonna compete <laughs> with it integrity or something. Well, do they have an intention of what to do with the so-called integrity fee? Because the issue. And this is going to be more an issue at the college level than at the professional level. Is going to be athletes shaving points, and what incentive <clears throat> right. are athletes the, actually going to have? At the professional the, uh, level, there's not much incentive. You're getting paid millions of dollars, and if they find out what you're doing, you're going to lose your job. That pays you millions of dollars. But if you're playing college Quidditch for the University of Alabama. <laughs> And you're not getting paid. Oh, guys, we might be able to bet on Quidditch. <laughs> then you're going to have every incentive to throw that game <laughs> to get something on the top. Right, because you got student loans. Because you got student loans to pay, exactly. We should. Bet. I think that, <clears throat> yeah, I think that the problem, I mean, it's just like with increased like money changing hands around the sport comes increased chances for corruption. Yes. And everyone knows that if there is a chance for corruption, that's basically the same thing for there being corruption because let's be honest, it's really easy to corrupt people with money. Yes. And to your point, like you the are, easiest. Yes. Yeah. It is absurd that they're calling Essentially, another form of corruption is so-called integrity fee. Right. But I think so they, it's like, oh, you have integrity? Yeah. Here's some money. How do you feel about that now? And then it's yeah. like, eh, I don't feel so, so integrity much, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Here's my yeah. hot take on it. It seems funny You're that, wrong. like, Al... I wrong about that. <laughs> It's like to ensure the integrity of the game, give us one percent right, of all of your right. bets. Right. Uh, while we crack our knuckles. It, that's like <laughs> classic, you know, shakedown mafioso yeah. approach right there. Which is all like this game will go perfectly fine if you just make sure that all one percent of all yeah. your bets show up on my doorstep right. at the right. beginning of the month. Yeah. Every month. Yeah. Sure would be a shame if someone was to uh, fuck up your spread, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, I wonder, actually, we talked a little bit about the Supreme Court decisions that justified Major League Baseball being uh, exempt from the antitrust, uh, Sherman, oh, yeah. Sherman Antitrust Act. So I wonder if this would actually affect that at all. If there would be more of a drive to just if we can bet on anything, let's start our own league, right? Like, let's go start our own XLB and tell right. people they can bet on it all the goddamn time. Yeah. 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 I want me some of that integrity fee. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, the one thing I'm concerned about with this decision is I think it's going to ruin the viewing experience of Major League Sports. Well, imagine what kind of ticker you're going to have going across the bottom as you watch Alex Rodriguez on Sunday Night Baseball. It's, yeah, it's going to be—it's all going to be betting odds, 
and every commercial is going to be, you know, remember DraftKings or DraftKings.com or whatever the fuck that was. Yeah. That's all. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> it could. Yeah. Here's a hypothetical to run by you. Yeah. Uh, is that it could, if it's done in a certain way, really change about the revenue streams of sports mm-hmm. to the point that would ben- like benefit the fans. And so the example I'd give you would be horse racing, where all of the money is based on gambling, right? It's all betting. And you can go to the racetrack for free and just watch the horses if you want to. And it's the sort of thing in pro sports that you could have, you know, so much of pro sports revenue is based on ad sales on their uh, the TV broadcasts, right? Right. And so you throw another revenue stream in there being sports gambling. Maybe you like have betting consoles at the ballpark. All of a sudden, people are no longer paying to go to the ballpark. You know what I mean? You just like Uh, go to the ballpark. Just go to the ballpark and gamble, like casino. That's interesting. Yeah. Although the the kind of... I guess the flip side of that is that I find that horse racing kind of depressing. <laughs> so, like, all of a sudden that happens to a ballpark, which is sort of like this, you know, cathedral in my mind. <laughs> could, nice. could have an adverse effect on going to the game. But I, right. I, I do, to that point, Sam, I do think that uh, one of the things that exists now for sports betting in Vegas um, is you know, they have these huge rooms with, like, armchairs, and basically you go to them and you drink for free and you sit there with your pad and paper and and watch a ball game, which sounds like, you know, what you do now at the bar, except for maybe you're drinking for free. Right. <laughs> and right. You a couple bets or whatever, but that atmosphere, that viewing atmosphere could, is is enticing. Even right. if you're not a big gambler, uh, if you're going to spend 30 to 40 bucks at the bar anyways, maybe you do that at a sports betting parlor and um, get your money back. Right. Or maybe it's more of a minor league thing. It's like minor league ballparks are also casinos, you know? Yeah. Maybe not the major leagues, but <clears throat> you're having trouble filling your single A games, you know? Getting people to your concessions, whatever. You could you could bulk up your revenues in the minor leagues. Maybe you start paying minor leaguers a little bit more. Yeah. Because of like, people are gambling on the games, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, I think not to get lost in this whole conversation too is the, the issue of gambling addiction. Yeah. <laughs> because you know that is a real thing that. Uh, this is certainly not going to help. And if all of a sudden you have, you have like your favorite sports team synonymous with your gambling problem, that's kind of sad. Well, and combine that with technology, what I'm imagining is maybe you don't have slot machines and gambling kiosks everywhere at the baseball stadium, but anyone can come in with their iPhone 
and log into the app, and then suddenly you can be putting bets on every single pitch, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, strike ball, strike yeah, ball. Just every pitch, you can go broken in an inning. Wow, that'd be sick. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, just, I, just watch a Chris Sale game and just that strike every time. You're gonna come out on top. Well, they'd have a way to fix that. Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> come home after an afternoon at the ballpark. Sorry, honey, I lost a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> should have should have invested in Bitcoin instead. Yeah, the MLB is going to be bad for their integrity fee anytime. Yes, yeah, their one percent integrity fee. said, "Honey, Joe Torre is at the door." It's like, oh, close the blinds. <laughs> I'm not here. I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Derek Jeter's going to have to do after he loses his job as Miami's GM. Right. Do the Steinbrenner's bidding, going from house to house. <laughs> yeah. collecting, collecting, collecting integrity fees. Yeah. Ah, Jeter. Joe Torrey's going to let you off the hook this time. <laughs> One day, Joe Torrey's going to come by and he's going to ask you for a favor. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, as we wrap up, I want to add that Jose Bautista, friend of the show, got signed by the New York Mets today and hit a Is double. He, he hit a double. For the New hey, York. He got signed at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. At 7.30 p.m. Eastern, he hit a double. In his first nice. at that for the Mets. Yeah. His uh, experiment with the Atlanta Braves is sadly over. So is he playing third base for the Mets or no? Oh, good question. Let me look that up. Um, who was their third baseman? David Wright? No. no. That doesn't make any sense. sense. Oof. Cleveland 10, Cubs 0. Ouch. Ain't good. The Cubs. Also, there's still no team in the AL Central above 500. Really? Yeah. Today is May 22nd. <clears throat> there's no team in the AL Central above 500. Including wow. Cleveland. Yep, Cleveland's 22 and 23. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. I And the team that I feel bad about is the Seattle Mariners. Why? Well, because they, they've got a better record than the Indians, but the they're going to be left out of the playoffs. Right. Because they're in third place in their division or whatever. They're in second place in their division. They're, they're two, two out of the wild card. No, that can't be right. They're actually they're in the wild card right now. So that would be the Angels who would be left out. I feel like the Angels are going to pass the Mariners, though. Sorry, Jesse. <laughs> All right. 
5534. I am yawning. Um, <laughs> did you like holding your attention in this one, huh, Joel? <laughs> ah, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Yeah, 55 minutes too late, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I uh, I only just remembered that I had downloaded this sound effects app for the podcast (laughs) just now. Uh, This is my last week teaching this year, so when we do this podcast again next week, I will be free, a free man. And fucking shit face, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we may have to delay next week's episode, actually. Well, we could do it and just see what happens. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Standing on like a week-long bender, is that the idea? Friday, it's Memorial Day weekend. Friday, Saturday, yep. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Oh, so yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday again. <laughs> right, and if you're a teacher, it's the- Memorial Day through Labor Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the longest weekend of the year. Um, Indy 500 is this weekend do you guys care about that Uh, no should I No. drinking milk is gross is that what you do yeah when you win you drink a gallon of milk throw up kind of pour it over your head right yeah now they show them drinking it I mean there's no way you drink the whole thing but you drink as much as you can and then pour the rest on your head I guess how gross though I like the hockey thing with the fish. That is. What, you just eat a fish? Uh, no, the Nashville Predators started drinking beer off of a fish whenever they'd win a hockey game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> weird. Very weird. Um, we did not talk about basketball. Eli, do you want to talk about basketball? Uh, well, it's two to two. Celtics beat Cavaliers. They're going back to Boston for Game Five. Uh, the Celtics did not look terribly impressive in Cleveland, um, although they haven't really won it except for one game away this entire postseason. Yeah, nice. I feel like most teams don't win their way. Right. I think that the yeah. NBA playoffs, it's just like the home team wins until. Like LeBron James is like, oh wait, oh no, hold on, I want to win. Right, and then they're like, oh yeah, sure, LeBron, yeah. Oh, don't whine at us too hard, bro. We'll let you win. Go for it, pal. Yeah, Celtics are <laughs> Celtics are nine and zero at home and one and six on the road. Right. So you know, we'll see. Um, I. Um, I am a big fan, obviously, of this team, as I'm a big Celtics fan. But this team specifically, because they're very exciting, young, and unknown, um, which is very un, um, very different for the NBA, I would say. It's typically, you sort of can predict what's going to happen based on what players are where. Yeah. Um, but... You know, on the other side right now, Golden State Warriors beating Houston twenty-three to twelve. Um, they're up two to one, and you know, Golden State Warriors—they're one of those teams that are just yeah. packed with all stars. So yeah. you expect it. Um, 
So we'll see. Yeah. Joe, can I say something about LeBron James being a whiner? Because I watched that one game on Saturday, right? Eli, we watched that game. And I really was, I was like really thinking about this because you were like, oh no, he whines just as much as everybody else. He just gets more scrutiny, right? Right. That's what you said. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, and I was like, when you said that, I was like, oh, that's probably fair. I don't watch the NBA that much. That's probably true, you know? Right. And I watched this fucking game (laughs) and every single time LeBron James took a shot and missed, regardless of what happened. (laughs) He was like ran up to the refs and was like screaming at them. <laughs> he could be like dribbling down the court and pull up for an sh- uncontested jump shot that he missed. And if he missed it, he went to the ref and like like screamed at them and was just like complaining the entire time. So I think that you're full of shit. I think that he was like a serious one. <laughs> I was watching the game last night and I saw, I saw LeBron James straight up punch Marcus Smart in the face twice. Yeah. <laughs> and that thing got called. And I was like, yeah, yeah. That, that probably should get called. He yeah. kind of punched Marcus Smart. Well, that's just right the thing the is face. that, Sam, you, you, only, you only noticed it on that end of the ball. But, like, he can just hack people like crazy and they won't call it. It's like... It's it, not all sides are equal when it comes to the guy. Yeah. And granted, like, he does get fouled a crap load because he yeah. is so big and tough and strong. But at the same time, he buys calls left and right by, like, giving like, referees like, a means. Any time he missed a shot, regardless of what happened, he was, like, he was, like, like went to the refs. He'd, like, go for a shot. No one was around him. He'd miss and he'd turn around to the refs and just be like, what? What happened? Like, wh- why didn't you call that? You know? I missed. That's not a thing. That's not a thing that I do. It must It must have been their fault, you know? <laughs> yeah, no. You had something there. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens in game five. I have no idea what's going to happen in game five. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a little sad. The Warriors are going to nuclear vaporize everyone. Yeah. yeah. Warrior, I mean... <clears throat> You know, Kevin Durant, <laughs> Steph Curry. I mean, one of them on a team could win yeah. the national championship, and you got both of them plus some super all stars. Well, I don't know. I, here's the question to you guys: Like, they play two games in Boston. Boston wins both games by like twenty points, right? right. And then they play two games in Cleveland. And Cleveland wins both games, one by 30 points and one by 10 points, yeah. right? Or 15. Yeah, 10. But, like, that's, like, such a huge swing. Right. But, home court but home. you played four games, and each team's home games, they win by an average of 40 points. Right. You know? Like, for the two games. Right, but it seems like there's it's more than an advantage. It's like a... Here you go. I think there are lots of different factors at play. One is home court advantage is always more meaningful in basketball than any other sport. Because I think there are so many opportunities to score. You get juiced up by the fans. It's a huge thing. The other is the officiating. The officials are affected by the environment. 
even though they're not supposed to be. I'm sure LeBron James gets more calls than he deserves. The home team always gets the benefit of the calls. Every time. And there are studies to prove that. So I think that's a big factor. And I think the Boston Celtics being a very, very good, very, very young team has come into play here because they've gone on the road, not just against Cleveland, against Milwaukee and against Philadelphia, and suddenly the Celtics team that looks fucking amazing can't really handle any kind of pressure. Yeah, they look. They do look shook away, and that is definitely attributable attributable to being young. Um, and but it, it, like you say, it gets exacerbated by those other facts, which is why you that, see such yeah. a big points swing. Yeah, right. But I don't think that you see that only with the Celtics. No, I think like, you I think, more, I, think you right, I only pay attention in the finals. If we're right. being honest, if the Celtics right. aren't involved, I only pay attention in the finals. I feel like the last two finals between the Cavs and the uh, the Warriors, uh, the Warriors oh, yeah. have gone to like seven games with the home team winning, right? No, not the last one. I mean, the thing is, is that the 2016 NBA Finals that the Cavs won before Golden State got Kevin Durant, that was a miracle. Like, Golden State was the better team. Golden State yeah. should have won that series. And, yeah, LeBron played out of his mind, but also they got really lucky in that series to win that. Golden State has been all three. If they meet this year, it will be the fourth year. Golden State's been clearly the better team each year. Now they've won two out of three. And they've won two out of three, yeah. Um, the first year, so, so Golden State won four games to two. Then Cleveland won four games to three. Then Golden State, with Kevin Durant, won four games to one. That first that first year that the Warriors won 4-2, I would have argued that LeBron James should have gotten MVP on the losing team that year. Because that was yeah. the year that Kyrie didn't, got hurt in the playoffs and Kevin Love got hurt in the playoffs. And he, Kevin Love might have played in game one and then gotten hurt. Was he, Kevin Love on that team? Kevin Love was on that team, but he, he didn't play. Okay. At, I think he got hurt in game one by maybe getting him and Kyrie mixed. The point is, it was LeBron. That was the Matthew Della. exactly alike, so. Right, that make, yeah. <laughs> that was the Matthew Della, Della Vadova series, where it was like LeBron James. And his wingman, this like five foot eight guy from New Zealand, taking on the yeah, Golden right. State Warriors, and they were up two one and then lost. But that I, LeBron James should have gotten MVP that year in a losing effort. They won't give a, a losing player MVP anymore. They did it once, I think, to Jerry West in the sixties. Uh, but yeah. Well. Regardless of all of it, if it's Cleveland and Golden State and fucking finals, it's going to be boring as yeah. shit. Golden State's going to kill them. Like, this Cleveland team's not that good. And 
Golden State's got Kevin Durant. Yeah, and just like, what what the hell did we just do for the last seven months? <laughs> Does anything matter? Why don't we save ourselves all the time and just <laughs> let them play one season at one series at the beginning of the season? Right, or and then focus on other sports. Yeah, two baseball seasons. Yeah, get rid of basketball entirely. But then do you have to play baseball just south of the Mason-Dixon line the entire. <laughs> like, where do you go to no, play baseball? It gets the the with snow. It's <laughs> got you. Got to play in the snow. Uh, it's like everyone shows up at Quicken Loans Arena and it's like, oh, this is a baseball stadium now. LeBron, <laughs> you're our center fielder. Like, <laughs> deal with it. He would be into that too. Have you seen those great commercials? Yeah. No. That would be the smallest fucking baseball field on the face of the planet. <laughs> right, with the biggest baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, this is the team. This is where they're all seven feet tall. That's like middle school gym when you're playing kickball inside the gym because it's raining outside. You can't go outside. Except everyone's six foot eight. It's like, oh, the 80th home run of the game. <laughs> it's like either a strikeout or a home run. That game would take so long if you played nine and eight. <laughs> Or someone loses teeth on a line drive because you're playing about 10 feet away from the batter. Why didn't kick... What, what childhood gymnasium game would make the best, like, if you were to create a, a league, a professional league of it today, a la Quidditch? What would it be? Kickball could be fun. Kickball, yeah, that'd be pretty good. Yeah. Dodgeball, um, they made the movie about dodgeball. How about knockout? I've always thought that that would be really hilarious. <laughs> yeah, how knockout doesn't take very long though. Did you ever play? A, yeah. A game Capture called... the flag. Yes, yes. Capture the flag. That's basically Quidditch, though. Yeah, but what if you had huge, no. huge playing field, like miles of Capture the Flag? It would more be a reality TV show, like like uh, the yeah. Hunger. It'd be more <laughs> more like the Hunger Games. Really, we we just need to make right. the Hunger. Games. Really, we're just talking about the Hunger Games, yeah. yeah. And everyone has like deadly weapons, yeah. and they have to kill each other. Instead of a flag, it's just everyone has to die except for one person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we should separate them out by regions, so yeah. like the Northeast would send one player. Yeah, like every state has two people that they send every year. That's yeah. just the way it is. Call the Senate. Well, we'll call it Capture the Flag. Yeah, we'll call it Capture the Flag to the death. Um, next year on Fox. <laughs> Narrated by A-Rod and Pete Rose. Yeah. A-Rod makes his move back to Fox to be the grand <laughs> chancellor of the Hunger Games. Uh, we joke, but somehow that doesn't feel too unrealistic. <laughs> All right. Okay, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I'm calling it a night. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Dump on the Up, Season 4, Episode 20. 
My name is Joel. With me tonight with Eli and Sam. Thank you for listening to us. Listen to us again next week. Tell your friends. Rate us, review us. Oh, uh, our walk-up song was J. Cole, Wet Dreams, which has been with the one... With a Z, dreams, uh, which has been the walk-up song of Mookie Betts. We are all in. Mookie Betts, AL MVP, right? Yeah, best player in the major leagues. He's out trouting Mike Mike Trout. Yes, campaigning for this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Listen to us again. Have a good night and a pleasant tomorrow. Started off so innocent. She had a vibe and a nigga started digging it. Uh, I wasn't young and straight crushing, trying to play this shit cool. But a nigga couldn't wait to get to school. Cause when I seen them thighs on it and them hips on it and them lips on it, got me daydreaming, man. What? I'm thinking how she rides on it, if she sits on it, if she licks on it, make it hard for me to stand up. The time goes by, a text is getting deeper. Wet dreaming, thinking that I'm smashing, but I'm sleeping. I'm on it bad, and I ain't never been obsessed before. She wrote a notice that you ever had sex before. Damn.